What are we discussing on today's Locked on Dimebacks podcast? Well, it's a jam-packed pod giving you two reasons why the D-backs will be contenders the next few years. Where does Corbin Carroll rank among franchise players in Major League Baseball? And a D-backs bet you have to do before the start of the season. Daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. I'm there you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Thank you for making Locked On Diamondbacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, share subscribing reviewing doing all that so i could do this podcast for you thank you it's free and available on all platforms so please continue to tell your friends and one of those platforms is youtube so please hit subscribe to locked on dimebacks on youtube we were getting close to hitting 1000 subscribers want to hit it before opening day so please hit subscribe to locked on dimebacks on youtube now for today's show we got a jam-packed pod we're going to be talking about some d-backs bets that i think you have to do on FanDuel, and one bet that i saw that was absolutely disrespecting the d-backs so we'll talk about that where does corbin carroll rank among all franchise players in major league baseball fun article that i saw that i bleach report dropped that we'll discuss but i first want to start with two reasons as to why i think the d-backs will be contenders for the next few seasons but before we get into the pod i first want to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by fanduel make every moment more new customers join today and you'll get 150 dollars in bonus bets if your first bet of five dollars or more wins visit fanduel.com slash lockdown to get started now let's jump right into the lockdown diamondbacks podcast let's discuss the two reasons as to why I think the D-backs can be in the mix for a World Series this year and the next few years. Two reasons why I think this D-backs team can be a contender for the foreseeable future. And it's because of the homegrown youth and the continue. I knew I was going to mess that word up. The continuity. Every time I try to say it, I always want to say content like continuity. That's just how it's read. Continuity. So the two big reasons why I think this D-backs team can be contenders for the next few for the next few seasons in the foreseeable future, homegrown youth and continuity, which are both rarities in baseball. A big observation I forgot to talk about when I went to the D-backs MVP party this past week was just the amount of gratitude that I saw from the fans toward this D-backs ball club. It was honestly moving. The fans were so emotional when we were doing those Q&As between the players and the fans. Each fan, before they gave their question, they went up and expressed how much the season meant to them, how much the players meant to them. There was one dad that went up there and started crying, talked about how that how that postseason run 
brought his family together. They were all on the couch every day watching the games, and he was moved to tears talking about that story, recounting it to this D-backs baseball club and to all the fans at the MVP party. So it was a very touching experience seeing all these fans talk about the players, talk about the team and what it means to them and how it impacts their lives because I think sometimes – Maybe athletes forget. I don't think they always forget. But sometimes maybe athletes do forget that what they do is in front of a lot of people. And sometimes what you do is holding a family together, is inspiring, you know, a kid to get out of whatever situation he's in. Maybe it can be escape for, you know, a fan after a long day of work or whatever the reasons may be. And sometimes it's good to remind those players what they're playing for because I thought those fans did a really good job of expressing their emotions and their gratitude toward this D-backs team and to D-backs players. And I think one of the reasons that can be traced as to why the fans feel such a connection with this team is because a lot of the players on this team was drafted, and they came up through this D-back system. When you think about some of these core guys, guys like Corbin Carroll, guys like Brandon Fott, guys like Alec Thomas, like these were guys that you've been on. These are guys that have been on the D-backs radar for a very long time. If you're a D-backs diehard fan, you knew who Corbin Carroll was for years before he won Rookie of the Year this past year. Same with Alec Thomas. Like These guys have been on your radar for a while now. And I think when you have fans that you can follow from the day that they get drafted to them going to rookie ball, high A, double A, triple A, all the way to the major league level where they make an impact on a team that makes it to the postseason, I just feel like that connection is just so much stronger with those guys. And even the guys that the D-backs didn't draft, there's still a lot of young players that the D-backs didn't draft that still feel like D-backs, right? The Zach Gallons, the Gabriel Morenos, those feel like D-backs because we saw them from day one of their careers, you know, essentially, and watched them mature and flourish into the players that they want to become, right? These are not mercenaries that we signed when they were already 34 years old and they're trying to latch on to a winning team. These are guys who had yet made a name for themselves, and they're making a name for themselves with the Arizona Dimebacks. I think that's a big reason as to why fans feel such a connection to this D-backs team is because so many of these players feel homegrown, and they feel like D-backs. And when you actually look at the numbers, reading an article on AZ Snake Pit, they did the breakdown for me today. D-backs have the second most homegrown players on their 40-man roster in the National League. And again, not everyone is a star that they have developed through their system. The D-backs have a great mix of homegrown guys that can help out in a variety of ways. You got guys that could just be solid, long-time major leaguers like a Geraldo Perdomo. You got guys that potentially could just be specialists, depending on how they develop, and the Kevin Ginkles and the Alec Thomases of the world. And you even got guys that could be stars like a Corbin Carroll and maybe even a Brandon Fott down the line. You need all these different types of players to build a sustainable winner and a champion. Not everyone can be a star coming through your system, but if you can at least produce guys like the like, like the Perdomos and the Thomases of the world, guys that can contribute to a World Series environment, that's going to help you in the long run. The other rare thing about this D-backs team and a positive trait as for why I think they can make another deep postseason run this year 
is that continuity like I discussed at the top of the segment. Everyone from last year, except for like Tommy Pham and Evan Longoria, pretty much the whole team from last year is coming back this season. And this is going to be a core that we're going to see moving forward over the next few years, right? The Martes, the Carols, the Gallons, the Kellys, the Erods, the Fots, the Guriels, the Lawlers, the Morenos, etc., etc. Maybe a Christian Walker is gone. Hopefully he's not. We'll see what happens with his contract here pretty soon. But at least for the next few seasons, we expect the D-backs to have the same core and I think that's so rare in sports and I think that's so rare in Major League Baseball to have the same core season after season when you look at the bottom eight teams in terms of homegrown talent in Major League Baseball right now four of the teams are the Mets the Yankees the Phillies and the Padres and the Padres are dead last with only eight homegrown players on their 40-man roster when you think about the Mets Phillies Yankees and Padres all of them have been trying to buy consistency, have been trying to buy wins and buy players because their farm systems have been hit or miss over the last few years. And that lack of continuity, I think, is the reason why we don't see them put up stellar results every single year. We think about the best errors of all those franchises. It was built with guys that were developed in the system, right? You think about the Yankees, you think about Jeter and the Rivera's, and you think about the Phillies, and you think about Jimmy Rollins and the Chase Utley's of the world. I think those guys were homegrown. I'm just going off the top of my head now. But you think about the best errors of all those franchises, and it's all built with homegrown talent. And that's where those franchises have kind of not been able to replicate that success over the last 10 years or whatever it is, they have not been able to develop the dearth of homegrown talent that you need to build a sustainable winner. It's a big reason why the Houston Astros have been so good. They've had so much homegrown talent and they've been able to keep a lot of their best homegrown talent over the years, like the Bregmans, like the Altuve's, now they got the Kyle Tuckers of the world. Like when you're able to keep all that homegrown talent, and a lot of those talents have turned into stars they've been able to keep in their primes throughout the duration of your run. It's no it's no surprise as to why the Houston Astros have been so good over the last decade. And so for the D-backs, they may not be on the Astros level and they may not win the World Series this year. But with the team that they put together, they should at least contend this season. And with the young talent on the roster and the low financial commitment to future seasons, there is no reason this D-backs team shouldn't have a core going forward that they can count on for the next few years. Now, we'll talk about some franchise power rankings. Where does Corbin Carroll rank among franchise players in today's game? And we'll talk about some fan duel wagers that I think you have to bet on and one that I think is completely disrespectful to the D-backs. And of course, if you're going to place any wagers for the MLB season, FanDuel Sportsbook is a place that you want to go because get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 of bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 bucks if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. My favorite thing to do is the same-game parlay. Whenever the Lakers are playing, I like to take AD over in points. 
80 over in rebounds in the Lakers' money line. The money line part doesn't always win, but recently it has been hitting for the Lakers, and I've been seeing that direct deposit hit my account, which brings a big smile to my face. And if you want a big smile on your face from your winnings, just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Let's discuss this fun little article that I saw on Bleach Report. They were doing a franchise player ranking. So they were taking the best player on every team that you would want to start a franchise with, and they power ranked all those guys. And so I want to discuss where they had Corbin Carroll and how I would do my own franchise power ranking because they did kind of take into account contract value and age, but at the end of the day, this is more about who you would want on your team right now. I'm going to give you my guys, I'm going to give you guys my top 10 players that I would want to build around the team right now, but let's talk about how Bleach Report came out with their initial power ranking. So we'll start at number 10 for Bleach Report. I mean, do you guys want to hear the whole list? I guess we could run through it real quick. It's kind of fun. Number 30, C.J. Abrams of the Nationals. 29, we got Zach Giloff of the Oakland A's. Nolan Jones of the Rockies. Spencer Torkelson of the Tigers. I think Nolan Jones is probably going to be a lot higher on this list by next year. Elia De La Cruz at 26 for the Reds. Christian Yelich, 25 for the Brew Crew. Jazz Chisholm, 24 for the Marlins. Brian Reynolds, 23 for the Pirates. Randy Rosarina, 22 for the Rays. Dansby Swanson, 21 for the Cubs. That will change if Cody Bellinger resigns. Logan Webb, 20 for the Giants. Vlad Guerrero Jr., 19 for the Blue Jays. Devers, Raphael, of course, 18 for the Red Sox. Mike Trout, 17 for the Angels. Luis Robert, 16 for the White Sox. Carlos Correa, uh, 15 for the Twins. Paul Goldschmidt, 14 for the Cardinals. Manny Machado, 13 for the Padres. Altuve, 12 for the Astros. Lindor, 11 for the Mets. And then your top 10. Seager for the Rangers. Harper for the Phillies. Ramirez, 8 for the Guardians. Bobby Witt, 7 for the Royals. Corbin Carroll, 6 for the D-backs. Adley Rushman, 5 for the Orioles. Aaron Judge, 4 for the Yankees. Mookie Betts, number 3 for the Dodgers. Julio, number 2 for the Mariners. And Ronald Acuna Jr., number 1 for the Braves. My first thought when looking at this list was Julio Rodriguez. I feel like he gets a lot more love than maybe. I don't know if he's overrated, but I don't know if he's number two of my franchise power ranking list. I think Julio is a stud, and he's one of the best players we've ever seen through the first couple years. But even with that being said, I still don't think Julio is the second best franchise player in the sport. I still think this is a little rich for Julio, so I think number two is kind of crazy for him. I think Aaron Judge at number four is kind of low because Aaron Judge puts up insane video game numbers whenever he's healthy. I thought him being at number four is kind of low. I would definitely put Aaron Judge ahead of Julio Rodriguez. I also thought Adley Rushman at number five, like Adley Rushman is a stud, 
but he is just a catcher at the end of the day, and his offensive numbers are not going to be anywhere near some of these other players. And so that's why Corbin Carroll at number six for me, if you're just going off Bleacher's Port list, then he should be moved into the top five because I don't think a Corbin Carroll should be behind an Adley Rushman. If you're telling me who would you rather build a franchise around, I'd rather have Corbin Carroll and then my catcher be like, and then my catcher be like Gabriel Moreno, then it be Adley Rushman my as my catcher, and then maybe, you know, Santander or something as my outfielder. I just think you get way more value out of a Corbin Carroll than an Adley Rushman. Yes, Rushman, when you think about catchers and offensive uh, you know, being offensive forces, like there's not a ton of catchers as offensive masterpieces like an Adley Rushman. Rushman does have that Buster Posey, Joe Maurer quality where he can be the best player in your lineup as a catcher but even with that being said Adley Rushman is still like a 25 home run guy 275 average 800 OPS and really good catcher behind the plate as well really good offensive numbers but compared to a Corbin Carroll who's going to be like a 30 60 kind of player with the elite defense and right field as well like if they're both elite defensive players at their positions maybe it's a little bit more rare to find an Adley Rushman but Corbin Carroll is going to put up maybe the most insane stat line outside of Ronald Cunha in Major League Baseball. Like Corbin Carroll, in terms of counting numbers, it's like him, Bobby Witt, and Ronald Acuna in terms of being fully healthy, who can rack up the most runs, RBIs, hits, home runs, stolen bases combined. Like Corbin Carroll's on that short list. Adley Rushman is not. And so just going off Bleacher's report list, I would have... Corbin Carroll ahead of Adley Rushman on this list. But to be honest, if I did my own top 10 franchise player power rankings, where would I put Corbin Carroll? This is how I would do it. I would have Ronald Acuna Jr. number one because I feel like after you coming off, after coming off an MVP season and after coming off a year where you hit 40 home runs and you steal 70 plus stolen bases, like you deserve it. You lead the league in OPS. You lead the league in OBP. You lead the league in stolen bases, 40-plus home runs. You lead the league in hits. You lead the league in runs. Like He had 149 runs scored. That's probably the craziest part of the stat line he put up last year. Acuna need to be one. Judge I have as number two because I don't think there's a player scarier at the plate than Aaron Judge. Like Let's not forget, he's six foot seven. In 106 games last year, he had 37 home runs and over 1,000 OPS. Aaron Judge is the scariest player in the box when he's right and he's healthy. He's number two on my list. Number three, I would have Mookie Betts because uh, all-around talent that's consistently healthy can play right field, can play second base, has power, has speed, clubhouse leader. I absolutely love Mookie Betts, and he had one of the best OPS seasons he's had in his career last year, just getting better with age. I would have Mookie Betts number three. Number four is a guy who wasn't even voted as his franchise player for his franchise, but I'm going Fernando Tatis Jr. number four. I know I said on a podcast the other day that you could say Corbin Carroll is better than Tatis right now, but if you actually put a gun to my head, who would I start franchise with right now? I'm probably going Tatis over Corbin Carroll. I know 2023 did not play a ton, came back a little bit late because of PEDs. 2022 missed, of, missed all of 22 because of injuries and PEDs, but 
when Tatis is right, I mean, he's got the power. He's got the speed. All of a sudden, he's got defense now as well. I love his swagger. Tatis, I think, is an electric player, and I would have him number four. Number five for me, I would actually have Corey Seager. So I don't have Corbin Carroll on my top five. I would have Corey Seager, World Series MVP, second in MVP voting this past year. This is a guy who has an elite postseason resume. This is a guy who's coming off a monster regular season where he had a 327 average, over 1,000 OPS, and just 119 games with 33 home runs. He was a beast in the regular season last year. He was a beast in the postseason last year and maybe the best player in Major League Baseball this past Last year, and then at number six, I actually have Bryce Harper ahead of Corbin Carroll because Bryce Harper, I still think, once we get to the postseason, I don't think there's a scarier postseason player right now than a Bryce Harper, and he still had himself a pretty damn good season despite coming off the Tommy John surgery. Bryce Harper won an MVP just a couple seasons ago in 2021. Maybe another season of Corbin Carroll's greatness, I would put him over Bryce Harper, but I still view Bryce Harper as an elite superstar stud, and so as it currently stands, I would have him over Corbin Carroll, because at Corbin Carroll, for because for Corbin Carroll, I have him number seven on my list, goes Acuna, Judge, Mookie, Tati, Seager, Harper, and then Carroll, number seven. I think this is where he should be fit perfectly he's got the upside he's got power he's got speed coming off the world series appearance he's done more than the guys behind him and his ceiling going forward is as high as anyone behind him on this list as well i just don't have i've just seen more from the harpers and the seegers of the world i've seen more from the tatises and the acunias and the judges like everyone i have ahead of Everyone I have ahead of Carroll, I've just seen do more so far in their career. Now, by the end of next season, I do think Carroll can jump a couple of those players. But as it currently stands, I'm comfortable putting all those guys ahead of Carroll on my list right now. But behind Carroll to round out my list, number eight, Julio Rodriguez. Carroll, I just think, has a higher ceiling. And he's already, I, I think what he did last year is already better than any season Julio Rodriguez has had. I know that's debatable. Mike Trout, I have at number nine. I think Mike Trout could easily be on the top five of this list, but the issue is he has not been healthy. Look at his career the last few years. Health has been a major issue for Trout. I still think in terms of numbers and trust and stats, like Trout, if you told me I get 162 of him, he probably would be in my top five, but that is just not a good bet right now. Mike Trout, 162 games, I wouldn't bet on it, so... He's number nine on my list, despite thinking his talent's a lot higher. I would put him number nine, but if you tell me I get a fully healthy Trout, I would probably bet on Trout to be the MVP in the American League. Like, I don't think that's insane at all. And then to round out my list, I got Bobby Witt Jr. Just got a new contract. Another dude who puts up really insane counting stats, power, speed combination. And I do think the Royals are the team to watch in the American League this year. I don't think they're going to win a World Series or anything like that. But in terms of being a postseason sneaky contender, I think the I think the Royals could sneak in as a wild card team. If that happens. Bobby Witt's probably going to put up some insane stats and potentially win the MVP in the American League. So I think the Royals are a team to watch out for, and Bobby Witt is a player to watch out for. And Corbin Carroll, in my franchise player power ranking, I got him at number seven. Now we'll talk about 
which bets you should go wager on right now on FanDuel and which bets seem a little disrespectful to the D-backs before the start of the season. But one thing that is never disrespectful and always a help is eBay Motors because passion, drive, and patience, what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicles and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Now let's talk about some fan duel wagers that I think you have to bet on and one that I think is completely disrespectful to the D-backs. But if you like the show, please follow me on Twitter at careerthomas24 for my personal account or look up Locked on Dimebacks about Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. But let's talk about those two bets that I found on FanDuel, one that was disrespectful and one that I think is a great value to D-backs fans. Let's first start with the disrespectful one because... They have a new category on FanDuel. It just, yes or no, do you think this team will make the playoffs? They go through every team, yes or no, do you think they will make the playoffs? Atlanta Braves, yes, minus 4,000, no, plus 1,100. A team like the Orioles, yes, minus 184, no, plus 142. Let's look at the San Francisco Giants, yes, plus 180, no, Minus 235. So a lot of the numbers make sense. But with the Arizona Diamondbacks, I thought it was a little crazy and a little disrespectful to have the yes at plus 112 and the no at minus 142. So what does that mean? If you're not a betting person, FanDuel was telling you that they think the favorite option between these two is the D-backs not to make the postseason. They think it's a better chance that the D-backs miss it than make it. They are actually letting you win more money and make a bigger profit if you were to say, yes, the D-backs are making the playoffs. You would win if you put down 100 you would win $112 as opposed to if you put down 100 on the no, you would only win minus 142. I don't even know what the math is. Just know you would win less than 100 if you bet no, and you would win more than 100 if you betted yes. I just think that's crazy. Again, the D-backs are coming off the National League champion. They are, well, the D-backs are National League champions. They're coming off the National League championship series. I guess that's why I should say. The D-backs are coming off an NLCS win. They are the reigning NL champs. They are the World Series runner-ups. The D-backs just made it to the playoffs last year. Again, they squeaked in negative run differential. I understand all the 
you know, uh, everything that the naysayers have to say against the D-backs run last year. But even with that being said, even though the fact that the D-backs got in with negative run differential and were barely above 500, we know this D-backs team was flawed last year. And we also know this D-backs team has fixed a lot of the issues that played this team that plagued this team last year, right? We have another starter in the rotation, a little bit more rotation depth, and it's quality depth. We now have Erod as our number three, Fots now the number four, and then potentially Tommy Henry as your number five. We brought back Lords Gurriel. We didn't know if uh, you know what was going to happen with left field entering the offseason. Lords Gurriel is back. We upgraded third base, of course. You now have Eugenio Suarez, a power-hitting third baseman, something that the D-backs have been looking for. Maybe he's in the decline. Yes, he's going to strike out a ton, but should still be better than what the D-backs have thrown out there last year with Evan Longoria and a litany of other pieces. The DH might be the biggest upgrade that the D-backs have made this offseason because last year their DH was awful with the Longorias and whoever else was there last year. But now you're going to have Jock Peterson against righties and you're gonna have Gritchick against lefties very strong one to punch full season of Seawald and Ryan Thompson and the South Franks of the world so your bullpen should be better your lineup should be better your rotation should be better your team that already runner up to the world series so everything is saying upward arrow for this D-backs team and yet we still think it's more likely than not that they miss the postseason I just don't think that's a good bet and so For D-backs fans, I think you should go on here and bet, yes, D-backs will make the playoffs because you will win money. You will win money if the D-backs make the postseason. Just go put 20 bucks down. You will walk away with like $25 back in your pocket. So good odds there, plus 112 for the D-backs to make it to the postseason. That was the very disrespectful bet. And then the bet that you can parlay with this one. I don't know if you can actually do a parlay, but if you think that the D-backs are going to make it to the postseason, and if you like the chances of the D-backs to win you know, a good amount of games in 2024 because you look at all the fan graphs projections, like there's only like two or three teams projected to win at least 90 games. So if you think the D-backs can get to 90 games in 2024, why not bet on it? If you already think that the D-backs can make it to the postseason and you think that they can improve on their... How many games did they win last year? 84, right? If you think the D-backs can improve on what they did last season, if you think all their upgrades can add, they did win 84 games. So if you think Suarez, Gritchick, Jock Peterson, and Erod is worth six wins to the total that they had last year, then why not bet on the D-backs to make it to the postseason? And why not bet on them to win 90 games next season? It's plus 250 for the D-backs to win 90 games. They think a team like the St. Louis Cardinals and teams like the Seattle Mariners have a better chance of winning 90 games than the D-backs next year, which again, I think is absolutely crazy. So why not Go bet on both those things. D-backs make the postseason, and D-backs win 90 games because I do think the postseason one is a guarantee, and if that one hits, I do think there's a solid chance of the D-backs also winning 90 games next season, like 90 flat, and if that happens, you can win both of those bets and come home with some major money, and if you do, don't forget to shout out me and you know, hopefully send some money my way. I take Venmo, I take Zelle, I take Cash App. So go place those wagers down. Come home at the end of the season with a little dough and then send some of that dough out to your favorite podcast host.
Now that's it for this edition of the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. Thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Deuces.